0: DIY Recession Repair Remedy. That's the new DIY course we just released. If you got anything negative on your credit, if you're looking to start your own credit repair business just for the low, $27 product is going to teach you how to actually DIY your credit yourself. All right. So if you want to get tapped in, text REMEDY to 914-353-4741. REMEDY to 914 914- You're going to go through the funnel. Don't be cheap. It's only $27. So there's going to be multiple things in the funnel for you to get to, you know, get the best results. So go ahead, grab everything you need in the funnel. Enjoy the episode. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Consumer Ammunition Tactics Podcast, or CAT, where we provide you with beneficial information to change your situation. My name is Michael Benjamin. I'm the CEO of Consumer Ammunition Tactics, or CAT, where we leverage your credit, give you that consumer law education, and just help you get to the next level. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to a new episode of the CAT Podcast, Consumer... Ammunition Tactics Podcast, I got a special guest in the building today. Her name is uh, Jackie Pryor. I'm going to read her bio, and we're going to get straight to it. I'm going to read a little bit of her bio. So Jackie Pryor, she's a founder and CEO of Frontline Credit Consulting, which was established in 2018 and incorporated in 2020, basically to help clients build a reputable credit profile for current and future financial opportunities. She received a bachelor's in project management from Colorado Tech University, et cetera, she was born in El Paso, Texas, and raised in Chicago. And, you know, she's done a number of things that we're gonna get into today. Welcome to the podcast, Jackie. How you living?
1: Thank you for having me. I'm good. I'm good. How are you?
0: Most definitely. I'm blessed. Um, you know, highly favored the whole nine. Can we talk a little <laughs> bit about how you got into credit? You know, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Yeah, getting into credit was it was definitely not planned. It was, it, it was um, pretty exciting. I bought a house back in 2018, just being a single mother. Um, you know, it's, it's the whole extravagance of buying a house, being a homeowner, but didn't really know about the the cost of maintenance. I came along with the house, um, just wanted to try to make some extra income, um, looking for different work. And I had a had a friend who works in the legal field, he's a lawyer, and he taught me a little bit about credit repair and said, hey, this might be, you know, something that you like to do. Uh, for a longest time, I worked in education. So did a lot of consulting because I was a, a financial advisor for yeah. a college. So I did a lot of advising um, with finances. So got into it and it just turned into a, a side hustle into a corporation.
0: Nice, nice. It looks like you in the office. You got your own. Is that for credit repair? Yeah, or? I have my
1: okay. own office.
0: <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, okay, nice, so nice. I
1: built a all oh, got an office put in my house, and I do a lot of work in my house, and it's you know it's nice. pretty comfortable, and I'm always working, so works good.
0: Okay, definitely, definitely. So you said that you were working in financials within a college. Was that where you started working? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I've been working um, for a university. I worked with them for mm, a little bit over ten years, okay. working in um, student finance, just teaching people about their loans, um, just federal laws with them um, taking out loans and how they're going to fund their education, scholarships, repayments, um, getting out of default or falling into default. So. Yeah, just went from A to Z with everything that a student should know about funding their education.
0: Gotcha. Okay, so was like growing up was credit talked about in your household? Like let's get some no. information. Okay, gotcha. No,
1: no, you know, credit was never taught talked about in my home. Credit was never discussed with my friends. We, it just wasn't a big thing. And I think that you know was the most um, inspirational aspect of taking a side hustle to a business. Because I got in tune with a lot. Once I learned, you know, just the various aspects of credit, credit repair, uh, financial planning, financial budgeting, all of that, you know. And I started speaking about it with a lot of friends and family members. A lot of them were unaware of a lot of different things, and you know how to build credit, how to you know be be um, have some type of consistency where you're maintaining your credit. So. I thought it was just quite interesting that a lot of us, especially as minorities, aren't really taught about these things.
0: So you put your family on, basically.
1: Yeah. I put my they were they were so you're pretty OG. much my, my pro, pro bono clients for me. So you're write. an OG
0: basically. <laughs> you're an OG basically is what you're saying.
1: I feel like I'm the I'm the um uh, generational curse breaker over here
0: okay so <laughs> so if we called your family right now they'd be like oh yeah jackie put us on she's not capping
1: definitely definitely okay. they would <laughs> They would. okay
0: no that's what's up okay that's what's up so how was like your journey in general did you just like oh i'm stumbling across all this credit and then all of a sudden you're like okay let me put them on did you have to like repair your own credit like what, what did that look like
1: yeah so um as i said it, it began as a hustle once i learned um A lot about credit and just, you know, getting mentored by him for a long time. I decided to start off with my own credit just to kind of put myself in there and see how I could get things done and started doing friends and family members. Um, and this was, Hey, as I said, it was pro bono because, Hey, I may make mistakes. I'm new at this, but until I become the expert it's free. and it just became exciting. Now, not you know, it's, it's definitely a draining process because there has to be a lot of there's a lot of details in credit repair. There's a lot of details yeah. in finance, you know, in any type of financial field. So it's a lot. It's a little draining. But I think that the one thing that has worked for me and has you know made it become a, a, a passion of mine or made it become successful is just the transparency that I have with clients. You know, there being an, an ultimate open door of transparency and then educating clients because I can repair your credit. I can take this off. I can take that bankruptcy off. I can take that charge off. off. I can take that collection off. But in the beginning, what I was finding is once I get in, got into the field of getting clients um, just off social media or, you know, my name being spread around, my comp- you know, my company being spread around, I found that, hey, you know, after I got their credit claimed, a month a few months later or a year later they were returning so that's when I put an emphasis on credit education mm-hmm. in the midst of all my credit programs so um the way that my company is structured is you know I do with evaluation um mm-hmm. I found out what derogatory accounts you have any discrepancies with personal information um and we discussed that you know I discussed hey these these are the negative these are the list of negative accounts that you have on your your credit reports you may have five or six over here were with Experian where TransUnion. you may only have three or four. Mm -hmm. And um, I explained to them why it's different. You know, some creditors don't report to all bureaus Mm -hmm. Um, specifically when it's lien holders are, you know, when you're working with lenders, they don't report to all bureaus. Um, So I thought that it was more valuable to educate them about credit, what to do, what not to do. And a lot of times it was, where a prospect wasn't becoming a client because there was not many negative accounts on your credit repairs It's you that's hurting your credit you don't you're closing revolving accounts when you shouldn't be closing revolving accounts because that takes away from the history of your credit so there you go dropping some points your utilization rates are ridiculously high you don't know how to use your credit card you have this three five thousand dollar credit card but you don't know how to use it. You don't know how to make these payments before the reporting days hit. Um, You don't know that you don't need a billion revolving accounts to build credit. Really don't need more than three revolving accounts in one investment account. Have some diversified investment accounts. You know, those are the things that build your credit. So, you know, it was just more so um, just being excited about teaching people about credit because it's, a lot of us that don't know much about credit, especially, you know, younger adults and even people our age, they really aren't as aware of different processes within the credit field.
0: Definitely. Yeah. And I love, I love the fact that you, you're focusing on the education piece because a lot of people, they get their credit fixed. And like you Uh said, they come back maybe three months later because they didn't, they didn't uh, get the foundation of the habits to make sure that those negative items aren't on there. So just for anybody listening that, you know, has their own credit repair business, kind of like what you said, definitely focus on education. That's something that we doubled down on in our business as well. So I like that cheer. Yeah. I, I love that you saying that. So I wanted to just kind of ask you speak, just going back to that or just anything else, like what would you say has been working really well for your business? Just like some, pointers for people that may be listening, they want to start their own credit repair Um, business, that kind of thing.
1: Well, credit repair, (laughs) you know, um, when I initially started, I had a lot of um, associates who had done credit repair and it was like, oh, you know, that, that's just not the field. People are going to be calling you. They're going to be having these wild expectations where, you know, they want their credit fixed by tomorrow. And, you know, I mean, it's true,
0: but yeah, you know,
1: so yeah. uh, So I think that number one um, was was added to the success of my business and me not feeling drained all the time is just making sure that my clients know there are set boundaries. And not only am I helping you repair your credit, but this is a teamwork. This is teamwork. I'm not doing all the work by myself. This is teamwork. Mm -hmm. I can't repair your credit. And here you are a week later trying to run a billion inquiries trying to go get a, a new car loan. Not that so, bad. <laughs> so I think it's, it's it's been just the transparency and the um bond that I create with a lot of clients it's you know, okay, you can call me, you can you know, you can contact me. If I don't respond, I have employees who are going to reach out to you, which I know the the majority of the time they like speaking with me. Um yeah. But, you know, just setting those boundaries with clients and letting them know this is what you're going to get from the door and this is what I expect from you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I think, yeah, I think that when a lot of people get into this credit field, they're just, because it's money, it's, it's it's consistent money because who doesn't want to have the credit? Um yeah. But you have to look at the other aspects that can either drain you out or tear down your business. And that's just having that transparency and communication with your clients.
0: Definitely, definitely. So the clients you work with, how would you say you go about a lead acquisition? Because I know people have different things, word of mouth, content, mm-hmm. things of that nature. So let's talk about mm-hmm.
1: that. Um, Primarily, it's definitely been word of mouth. Um,
0: okay.
1: You know, as I said, I I create a good rapport with my clients my clients are completely aware of everything I'm doing with their credit. They're completely understanding. I reach out to them. um, Once a month, we have one-on-ones, we have one-on-ones. I let them know, Hey, this is, this is what's been removed. This this is what has, what has been added. This is where you need to do your, your part. Um, So it's definitely been a lot of word of mouth. Um, But other than that, it's, it's, it's definitely work. It's work. I, you know, go to a lot of, events i try to do a lot of women empowerment events uh, minority events events even picnics high school reunions i'm setting some type of vending station up right there um i have kids and my kids hey you guys want these these shoes this toy you're gonna come help me we pass out cars we pass out flyers Mm -hmm. um all type of things i use mailchimp a lot okay mailchimp does a lot of um marketing you know those those email blasts you know, people who may have um, requested some type of evaluation but never signed up for credit repair. So you know, I'm just hey, I got this promotion going on, hey, and even if they don't sign up, they know someone else who who will sign up. Um, you know, doing all type of parent parental of events with my kids' schools. I try to create some type of rapport some type of bond with whoever i'm around even if i don't know you hey what do you do learn a little bit about people and just give Mm -hmm. people my card you know and i'm always doing a lot of a lot of um advertising on my social media so i do have my personal page and i also have my um business page but i have a bigger following on my my personal page a little bit over seven thousand. so Mm -hmm. i always make sure that people know hey not only am i just me with with my babies but i also do credit you know and i think that it kind of builds um just people getting to know me behind instagram or facebook it kind of allows them to build some type of trust in the person that i am Definitely. So I get a lot of instant messages um, on Facebook. I get a lot of DMs on Instagram just asking me, hey, well, you know, my credit's not that good. Can you just at least take a look at it? And then also, um, it's a lot of times where I'm not going to charge you because there's not much that you need done with your credit. These are, mm-hmm. There's some things that you can fix on your own and, mm-hmm. you know, I'll just simply tell them, hey, this is what you can do. Get, get a piece of paper and a pen and it's pretty much not going to take much of anything so i wouldn't feel right charging you and they'll send some clients i guess because it just builds it builds trust because Defin. you're, you're definitely dealing with people's personal information and you're taking people's money so there has to be some trust built right there
0: Most well, definitely most well, definitely yeah i like the piece that you said about the business page and right? a personal page because people buy from people so mm-hmm. you're showing your personality on your personal page you know, people are gonna resonate with that. Same thing with uh, my situation. My personal page is bigger than our business page. Mm-hmm. When I'm posting stuff on my stories, I'm joking around stuff like that. People relate more. You know, what I'm saying, and they feel more. Um, I won't say obligated. They feel more of an incentive to work with us. You know, going that way. So yeah. that's that's a good that's a good uh gem for anybody listening. I like that you said the women empowerment stuff. So that's good as well. Do you have like a specific type of client you serve well because when you said women empowerment i was thinking is it like a client avatar or are you just kind of whoever's coming through and no no
1: um i do a lot of women empowerment um just because as i initially said i started off as a single mom just needing yeah. more money needing more money That's- and not knowing how to you know gain more money without draining myself out working crazy hours yeah so um even if it's just not credit repair, I do a lot of promotions where, hey, um, if you need additional funds, hey, just, you know, send me a client. Even if it's just an evaluation that I do, I try to give off, hey, here, make extra money here and there. Um, mm-hmm. so I try my best to, to help as many women as I can, try just trying to stabilize any type of financial hardships that they may have. Um, but no, That's- I don't have any any specific demographic of clients um other than a lot of my clients are anywhere from i've worked with clients as young as 24 um to clients as young as maybe 60 so it's not one set of demographics you know the majority of them are minority um clients but it's just all around and um yeah I'm, i'm i'm Pretty excited about
0: just working with anyone and, and helping them in any type of way that I can. Gotcha. That makes sense. So is it just women? No, you don't have no male clients. Or... Uh,
1: <laughs> no, I have a lot of male clients. I have. A I was lot about of to say, clients.
0: I know they be messing up their credit. I so think
1: that, I think that those are the ones who help me kind of build my business. I have yeah, I can tell. I can. I
0: can see that. I can. I can see how that <laughs> that would be. You know. So yeah. Okay, I that have makes sense. Lot of male clients. Okay. Gotcha. Okay, so I had a question about like your transition from side hustle to making it a full time income. So let's say I'm somebody, I'm looking to start a credit repair business, I want to go from a side hustle. to full time, can you talk a little bit about that transition, maybe just a mindset, what it took for you to actually go ahead and do all that.
1: Um. Initially, it, it, this just has to be a passion. You just have to be passionate about what you do. You know, as mm-hmm. I said, it's a very draining. It's it's, it's a very it's a draining field. But you just have mm-hmm. to be passionate. You have to have some type of um, advocacy within you to help other people get from A to B. Yeah. Um, you have to you have to be willing to get out there because it's going to be a lot of networking to build build a business. It's not easy. I Started this in 2018. I was able to incorporate my business in 2020. Um it takes it just takes a, a lot of ambition, a lot of ambition, a lot of, you know, hours. And you just got to be willing to get out there, be ready to network, be ready to talk to people who you know nothing about. Um, and just present yourself and, you know, build some type of, I guess, some type of excitement some type of intrigue of yourself where people want to learn about oh okay what is it that you do okay you know how can you help me how can you be a benefit to me um and even if you're not a benefit to the person that you're speaking to in front of or that you're in front of you're a benefit to someone they know because at a group of four or five people there's going to be two to three people who need some type of credit repair
0: Mm -hmm. oh we lost her. We gone uh. We pause the recording. Are right, we back? You wanna okay. go ahead? What you're saying?
1: So, um, as I said, it takes it just takes a lot of willpower. But I think that the one key aspect that's has kept me going is just having support, having support, whether it be family, friends.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: it was quite surprising to see that I had so much support from people that I never met. Gotcha. And I got a lot of support from people that i never met and again that just comes from you know having a personality on social media mm-hmm. having a personality on social media doing various lives um attending various events i did um before i decided to go into full-time credit repair i did a lot of hostings for a lot of events so i would meet a lot of people you know i would network a lot of times you know um, various promoters that I knew would tell me about um, business events that they would have, and I would go out to those. So it was just, you know, kind of building a lot of rapport from people from all types of different industries.
0: Okay, definitely. So basically what you're saying is, it's going to require work, and if they're lazy, they should just go in a different industry. Yeah.
1: They're saying this is this, okay. this not for the lazy.
0: <laughs> oh, okay, sure. Okay, okay. All right. So Um, as far as your business, the credit repair business, can you tell me just a little bit about maybe any things you've had to overcome, any struggles, things like that, just so people are aware.
1: Yeah. Um, I think some of the hardest struggles was just dealing with people. People have very outlandish expectations.
0: Um,
1: that that's number one. Um, building the trust with people because okay. the way that my credit repair works is not me just building these templates for you or emailing you these templates. I'm, I'm needing a bunch of personal information. I'm needing, you know, data births, full names, addresses, social security cards. um, And just being able to identify various details, you know, as opposed to comparing this credit report with experience, comparing another credit report with Equifax, and then comparing another um, credit report with TransUnion, there's a lot of um, visualization in this field and you, you just have to have a keen eye for mistakes and inaccuracies and you have to stay on top of what you did for one client as opposed to the other client because every strategy is not gonna work for every client. So you definitely have to be creative with being able to build different techniques that may work for one set of clients and may not work for another set of clients. So there's going to be a lot of tweaking and a lot of modifications that you have to make in the day-to-day process or the month-to-month process. Um, It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Um, And You definitely have to be ready to build a team because eventually you're going to need some help you are definitely going to need some help. It's not something that you're going to be able to do all by yourself. And if you're doing it the right way, you're definitely going to need some help.
0: Yeah, facts. No, I, I definitely agree. So yeah, no, that's that's definitely some game. So I know that you're a realtor. Um, you're yeah. in Chicago. <laughs> you're licensed in Chicago. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about the home process. I know that my listeners know I talk about, you know, the consumer laws. I can quote them all day. 15 U.S.C., 1681, this, down to third. <laughs> I want to talk about, you know, getting people approved into the houses, maybe some things that, you know, just people should be aware of as far as uh, credit repair, lenders, you know, all that. Give us a sauce.
1: Um, I do get a lot of clients who whose ultimate goal is to um buy a purchase a home. Yeah. The one thing that I try to teach them about is the difference between Pre-qualification and pre-approval, um, very different things. Pre-qualification is just basically the, hey, you having a call with the realtor or the lender, you telling them, I make this much money, I owe this much, this is my bills on a monthly basis. Pre- pre-approval is, hey, now they're kind of chiming into, um your assets are chiming into your bank accounts and, you know, they're pulling your credit to see um, not only your finances and your employer, but they're also trying to see, you know, how many derogatory accounts you have. Um, So I make sure that clients know that, Hey, that the three things that they mainly focus on when you're working with a lender, because it's easy to work with a realtor. I can find you a billion houses, but my main goal is to make sure that you have some type of pre-approval before we go out there to look for the houses, so we know how um, where your financial boundaries are at. If you're only approved for a hundred and fifty thousand dollar house, I'm not going to take you over here to the to the three hundred thousand dollar houses. Mm-hmm. But lenders, they like to take a look at the credit. Of course, they want to find out what derogatory accounts you have. You have a bankruptcy? Cool. As long as the bankruptcy has been discharged for about two years, um, the number one thing that they do look at is charge-offs and collections. The charge-offs we can, you know, we can get those removed if needed. Um, the collections, collections are okay, but if you have a collections, you have multiple collections that um, accrue up to two thousand dollars you're not going to get approved. It's going to, or your interest rates are going to be ridiculously high. Um, the second thing that they look at is income. They need verification of income. I know nowadays a lot of people are their own employers. So you have two years of taxes to suffice for the income that they need to see. Um, and then the other thing is assets. You know, what if, what if there's a rainy day where you can't make, A payment, what assets do you have? Do you have a savings account? We know you have a checking account. Do you have a savings account? Do you have money put away? Um, You know, are you getting this loan by yourself? What about your husband and who all is going to be part of that buying party for you to, you know, possibly if you need additional money? Do you have have lenders who are helping you um, put the money down? For, for your down payment because that's one thing that is like a red flag to a to a lot of lenders. If you had to take an additional loan to pay off the down payment for a house, they're not going to want that. They want to know that you have a good financial planning or financial budgeting to afford this house that you're looking for. So, yeah, it's a, it's a timely experience. Um, you know, if, if people have all their ducks in a row, you're looking about 45 days in the closing after we find a house. Um, given that, you know, the inspection went well, um, but worst case scenario, you're, there's, you know, times where people are looking at about 90 days to close on a house. So it's, it's a process. It's definitely a process, but it's, it's a much easier process. I feel that if you are very aware of your credit and your finances. You know, because even with a lot of mortgage, um, mortgage programs or grant programs, they are looking for a specific credits. You know, they're they're typically looking at your credit to be a median score of 640. So, you know, and I make sure that they they're aware of, hey, you're getting this, this, this mortgage. Well, it comes with some, or you're getting into this mortgage assistance program or this grant assistance program, there's various contingencies that you have to be made aware of you know, a lot of those mortgage programs have those five-year contingencies where you have to stay into this home for five years.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So, you know, there's just a lot of things that people don't know that they also have to be educated on and the education becomes in the beginning. So everything else could be more so a a smooth process.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, definitely a lot of good notes for people to write down regarding that. So do you tie in your credit repair with- all the realtor stuff you do, or is it like separate, or is it like both? Um,
1: I tie it in and in, in reference to you, if if I'm working with a client who um is just looking for a home and they're not a a credit client. Um, right. after kind of finding out about their pre approvals or their pre qualifications with the lenders, and you know, hey, why can't why can't Jane Doe get approved for two hundred and fifty as opposed to only two twenty five? Well, this is going to be this is going to be the issue with closing on the houses. Jane Doe has X, Y, and Z under mm-hmm. credit, and a lot of times it's just me just working just to help them. So it's not like oh, okay, well now you're going to become a credit client and now you got to pay me the additional funds. No, the process is I came here to help you find a home. Mm-hmm. You have some some hiccups here and there where it's going to make a, the closing a little bit harder. So let me help you with that as well. And again, that's where a lot of other clients come in um, for credit repair because those home buyers are are more than willing to just kind of put my name out there.
0: Yeah. OK, that makes sense. Which one did you get into first?
1: Which one did I get into first? Yeah. Credit repair.
0: Oh, okay, so credit repair happened after you talked with the, the attorney and guy, right?
1: Yep, credit repair okay. started in um
0: 2018?
1: 2018. And yeah. then um my realtor's license that came in ooh, what is this 2000, 2020 fairly new, 2022. 22,
0: yeah, last year. Oh last year. Oh nice. Yeah, congratulations last year yeah Thank okay you. that's what's up that's what's up which one do you enjoy more The people want to know
1: i love them both um, no
0: no we're not doing no safe <laughs> answers which one, you, which one you enjoy more
1: <laughs> um creative repair it's just it's that's, that's a good answer for my the podcast <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> it's me working on my time you know the yeah. the um I, I love real estate. It's, it's an exciting, I get to meet a lot of people um, in face as opposed to yep. where credit repair is more so Zoom calls over the phone. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I get to to network with people in person. Um, but sheesh, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a yes. long process. You know, sure. I'll tell the clients, hey, you know, this house is not going to meet your standards. But they'll still want to see it, and then we go oh, see them. Guess what? It didn't meet your standards. So it's yeah. like you know, you, you you're more so at their you're you're at the leash of your clients, and you know, doing what they want to do. Um, you do set you do get the the opportunity to set boundaries, but you know, you're you're trying to make them happy. So gotcha. I'll, I'll I'll go with credit repair first.
0: <laughs> I'll go with credit repair, okay. Okay, I think the audience loves that answer. No, but I th- I think it's dope, and you distinguish yourself because you do have that extra knowledge when it comes to the you know real estate space. So I guess for anybody listening, if they're a realtor, credit repair might be your next blessing. You never know. You know what I'm so I think I think um I think I think it's definitely dope that you do that. So as far as credit repair, what piece of advice would you have for somebody if they never got into the industry they're looking to start? A credit repair business?
1: Um I would say just just start off, you know, trying to do credit or learn about credit repair with yourself, doing things pro bono, because you're gonna make mistakes. There's gonna be mistakes made. So, you know, just find those friends and family members who don't have the best credit and are more than willing to allow you to fix their credit so you can learn different tweaks, you can learn different laws you can learn you know how to read a credit report that's extremely important you have to know how to read a credit report you have to know why um, this credit report is amazing as that credit report has some flaws here and there um you gotta know how one section in a credit report ties into the next section how do all of these addresses tie into um, those collections? And that's one of the reasons why we want to kind of clean up the discrepancies with the addresses, especially if it's been over three years where a client hasn't lived at this address and has no active good accounts or primary accounts at that address. Um, Yeah. I would just sit down and, out some credit reports and learn about those credit reports learn how to read those credit reports that's number one i think that's the major factor right there is just knowing how to read those credit reports and knowing the laws when it comes to charge off knowing the laws when it comes to collections and knowing those laws when it comes to bankruptcies and it's mm-hmm. not saying that you have to know the laws verb- verbatim yes. because you have you you definitely need to know the ins and outs of Making sure that whatever process or planning that you do with your your credit building or your credit repair that is doesn't step into any type of unethical um, side of trying to help somebody build their credit.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. I like that. So, what is uh, Jackie doing her free time when she's not saving the world with credit? Not saving
1: the world. Um, kids kids. my kids run my life i have mm-hmm. a eight-year-old daughter then i have a 16-year-old son who is in football this is his huh. junior year now and he's he's a, he's a busy person he's a very busy person so running behind them are enjoying time with friends and family more so friends <laughs> got a got a very um adventurous family um Bowling, movies, relaxing, sleeping, as
0: much sleep as I can get. Sleeping is good, especially in the pair of (laughs) space. A lot. Yes. Clients will stress you out. (laughs) It's not a shot to none of my clients. No, but um, okay. You know, that's that's beautiful. That's amazing. You know, kids are amazing. Uh, Congratulations to your kids as well. So do you have any, do you have like any questions? I don't know how many interviews you've been doing. Is there like a question people don't ask you that you wanna discuss about?
1: Um, I think the the one thing that you know I'm not ever asked about would be what's you know what's after credit once once I get a once I get a, a person built up on their credit what's after that so just now we are are I'm working on partnering up with a lot of financial companies to help clients build or learn about financial planning because gotcha. it's great to know about how to fix your credit and build your credit and do all these amazing things with credit. But as I said, we, you know, the number one thing is making sure that you're not coming back to me. And I yeah. think there's a good route of doing that. It's just making sure that they know about financial Planning. I can teach you about financial budgeting when, you know, we've got to work out these utilization rates with your revolving accounts, but let's try to build some type of financial growth or some, fi- some financial stability outside of, you know, your nine to five or your business. You know, do you know about stocks? Do you know about bonds? Do you know about other arrays of investing where you can at least have some money built for the just yeah. in cases or money built for, you know, generations down the line. So that right now I'm kind of working on, I'm trying to build some partnerships with some companies. So I'm pretty excited about that.
0: Good. No, that sounds amazing. That sounds you know, high stakes and everything. Sounds like a beautiful thing. So, you know, we look forward to, this is 2023. We look forward to, you know, years coming by or whenever it happens and we can just fast forward to the interview. So, you know, that's right.
1: dope. <laughs> so,
0: Yeah. So before we wrap up, just mm-hmm. out of curiosity, what what would you say drives you?
1: Um, uh, my kids, my kids, um, definitely my kids, because kids are expensive. They're expensive, oh, yeah. they, you know, and they they want things, and they want you know. I just want to be able to provide them with a happy life, you know. I just mm. I want to make sure that they know the struggles of life, because everybody's going to go through the struggles of life. But mm. I want them to see where persistence gets you you can't Mm -hmm. there there's no way where you can consistently remain a dependent on somebody so um just being a good prime example to them that's what drives me
0: and I have some amazing
1: kids I'm blessed I'm definitely blessed I have some extremely amazing kids so I think you know whatever I'm doing is working out good
0: definitely that's amazing yeah definitely all right so how can people like work with you do you have is it just done for you? Do you have like digital products? Like what, what kind of offerings do you have?
1: Um, how can people work with me? Yeah. Um, well, there's an array of ways. I, I do a lot of offerings. I do a lot of promotions. I send out a lot of emails. I do a lot of activities um, outside. Anything that I do, I try to post on my social media. You can always follow me, Mulano underscore Rouge. Are follow my business, you know, frontline credit consulting underscore inc. Um, I'm I just do things just kind of out of the blue, um, so I'm always just posting different things. Anything that I think that would help other people, I would possibly be beneficial to my company and someone else. I'm throwing out there, hey, you want a, a means of making additional money? We have a a. Um, what is it called? Oh my God! I just had a brain frog fog. Sorry. Um, we have a what is it? Uh, like a, a recommendation type of service where, hey, if you recommend a referral type of service, oh, hey, okay, referring cool. people, we we send you money. I send you gift cards. I you know send you a variety of things. Um, I try to go out there and do as many type of events as I can. You know, if you have an event and you need you know vendors. I'm there, you know, um, anything that I can do to try to just network with other people, I'm always available. I'm always up and open. And, you know, it may be the smallest thing to you, but it it is the biggest thing to me just to get outside and become part of a community. I love working with communities, anything that a community has open offer. Um, I am working with another event specialist. She, they they do a, a sponsoring for the community um, on the south side where they do a lot of kid events, um, family events. You know, mm-hmm. it's cost for much to get into the sponsoring, but it also puts my name out there to yeah, these definitely. communities. So yeah, I'm just I'm I'm really I'm really random. what type of events, just follow me, and you'll you'll see a lot of things that I kind of post about ways to network with me or ways that I could possibly network with you.
0: Gotcha. You said Milano Rouge.
1: Yes, Milano Rouge. Um, Where's that name New, come from? California.
0: Huh? How, how, like, what, what's the meaning behind all that?
1: You know, that's so weird. I don't know where that came from. It just popped in my head one day. Um, oh, because where? when I started Instagram, I, I lived in Miami for a few years. And mm-hmm. it used to be like Miami living, Chicago born, or no, Miami living, Chicago raised. And then I moved back to Chicago and I was like, oh, that can't be my name anymore. No and it just
0: came out the blue. I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, you say you're random, so. You know what I'm saying? <laughs>
1: Definitely random. <laughs> so it just came out. And it's been okay. working. I like
0: it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is pretty unique. So I'm, I was just curious. Okay. So we're about to wrap up. Can you tell the people where they can find you? They want to work with you, you know, get in contact yeah. with you.
1: You can always follow me on Instagram. It's Mulano Rouge, M-U-L-A-N-O underscore Rouge, R-O-U-G-A-M-G-E. Um, You can contact me, 773-630-439-8025. Uh, seven, seven, three, three, or you can contact us, my company, um, if you have specific credit repair or real estate needs, 877-775-3233. Um, and yeah, just hit me up any way possible and you'll get a response from me within 48
0: hours or less. Okay, Come great, great. Okay, great. You sure those are the numbers? You're not giving business to somebody else, right? You <laughs> <not>. memorizing. <laughs> those
1: are my numbers. <laughs> if you hit me you up. give
0: someone else a bag out here. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you, um, Jackie. With that being said, y'all have a blessed one.
1: Thank you. Have an awesome
0: Love. day. Appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to the CAP podcast. I hope you got beneficial information. If you did, make sure you share it with somebody. Let us know on social media that you're listening to the podcast. And if you haven't gotten the Consumer Law for Geniuses FCRA Edition ebook, you sleep on yourself. So go ahead and text the word FCRA Genius as one word to 914 353 4741. FCRA Genius as one word to 914-353-4741. You can get it for only $10 versus $97. Y'all have a blessed one.